The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. <clears throat> After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you, you do not want to go. He said this signifying what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> it's interesting how the Word of God speaks to you because the thoughts that I had prior to reading it right now at this time have changed while I was reading it. And so that's kind of how God, I think, sometimes speaks to us when we read his word. He is present to us in his word. And it's also probably because I just celebrated the sacrament of reconciliation uh, for the last half hour that made me, I think, open to, to something I think that I'm seeing in the gospel today. Throughout the Easter season, most of the Gospel of John, after the, the first week of Easter, where we hear the resurrection narratives, for the rest of the Easter season, we were kind of hearing stories in the Gospel prior to Jesus' suffering, dying, and rising, up until yesterday. And today, we are hearing a story after Jesus has risen, before the ascension, after appearing to the disciples and eating with them, which was a very important moment because it really kind of testifies that he was real. He wasn't a ghost. He was real, was very physical. And here you have him addressing Simon Peter, which, you know, the Lord must realize because Simon basically, in a sense, betrayed him, ran away, denied him. You know, when we read the Passion on Good Friday and Palm Sunday, and here he is in front of Jesus again, how he must have felt. And Jesus knew how he felt. And what Jesus is doing today in this story is reassuring him that I still love you. But I think he had to kind of get out of, of, of Peter, you know, do you love me? You know, are you, can you let go of what you did? so that you can move on and you can do what I need you to do for the church that is about to begin at Pentecost with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it was a very important moment in the life of Peter to know that the Lord loves him and forgave him even though he denied him.
They are very important moments for us. That's what our sacrament of reconciliation is all about. Because when we sin and we feel alienated from God, that's not God's fault, it's our fault. And so we, we assume a lot, I think, at that moment that, that, you know, will God forgive me? You know, how can I ever come back into the grace of God? And like this story, I think, you know, what Jesus is asking us at those times when we feel that way, do you love me? You know, and we say, yes, I do. And he might ask us a few times to help us to understand what he is asking and what we are responding. And that's what I think he did for Simon Peter. But what a beautiful moment in the Gospel of John. He did not condemn Peter, but he wanted to basically help Peter get over what he did that alienated him from God so that he could feel part of the life of God once again and be able to do the work that God needed him to do. And that's why we need in our own life to find those moments of reconciliation where we can feel better about our relationship with God, the relationship that is always there and God will never take away. We're the ones that take it away. So we can feel good enough to be able to do the work of God in the world as a Christian people. When we alienate ourselves by our own choice, you know, we, we kind of um, put ourselves in a position where we don't have what we need to be good Christians or to witness, really, the Christian life to others. But when we feel good about our relationship with God, it's much easier for us to do that. In two days, we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, where we celebrate the gift that has already been given to us. We're not celebrating getting the gift. It's already been given to us in baptism, in confirmation. And that gift transformed that early Christian community as we have listened to that transformation in the Acts of the Apostles throughout the Easter season, how they changed from a fearful people when Jesus died and was crucified to a, very, to a people filled with courage and the ability to proclaim that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is alive. We have that spirit. And so we open our hearts as we celebrate Pentecost and we remember that we have received that spirit in baptism and confirmation. And we ask the Lord to give us, to continue to help us with the power of that spirit to do the work that he asks us to do.